Hello, and welcome to Modern Sisyphus, the podcast that talks about my weight loss journey and how I feel about it. I'm your host, Selena, and I have Lorraine here. Hi, Lorraine. Hey! Always love hearing your voice. Always makes me so happy. <laughs> All right, so this week we get to talk more about keto, and I am going to give my progress report. So check this out. I have lost not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six pounds. So I was 198 last week, and now I am 192 in uh, a span of one week. So, wow. <laughs> pretty Woo-hoo! good pretty good progress report. What are your thoughts on that, Lorraine? I'm super stoked for you. That's exciting. You yeah. made one change and um, really embraced it. I'm super stoked. How do you feel? Do your pants feel different? Yes, a, a <laughs> little bit. Um, I felt really good seeing the, the scale. I always step on it twice, but seeing that number twice was, was really nice. So it feels good. And later on, after I was celebrating and, oh, this is so exciting, some thoughts did creep up, which we can talk about um, with uh, the loss and everything. Evane has some thoughts on it as well. <laughs> so... I've been stressing that losing one to two pounds a week is the healthy way to do it. And that is my goal. And I just lost six pounds in one week. I'm not entirely surprised that it was that much just because in doing my research into the keto diet, you usually see a pretty big loss in the first week because they say it's mainly water weight. Uh So I would have been, you know, I guess a little bit more surprised if it was less, like maybe I wasn't doing something right, switching to the keto diet, but that was just kind of proof to me that I did. I also kind of thought if I'm okay. So if your body has extra weight and extra fat, which isn't good, and it's not healthy, does it really matter how much or how little or what your body does to burn that fuel off, like to get rid of it and get rid of that waste? What do you mean? Well, if I'm, so I lost six pounds in a week. Yay. Okay. Yay! Yay! I feel like I shouldn't be concerned that it was over two pounds in one week because if my body, if that's what my body wants to burn, let my body burn that. That's not bad. Correct. Like you didn't starve yourself. You didn't stop eating, right? Right. Okay. So you ate um, a decent amount of calories, correct? Yeah. You didn't starve yourself. You didn't do anything goofy. No. Okay. So we're winning so far. We ate food. <laughs> and we lost weight. And we went on a keto diet. 
and you said that we lost water weight. Okay. Um, this is why the inches were so important to like have weight and inches just because of that. So, but I, uh, what are you, what are you wondering about? Like, what do you mean by like, if your body burned it or not? Like clarify that for me. I guess, uh, clarifying it, it doesn't matter if you have extra and you have that, if you have unhealthy stuff that your body wants to get rid of, doesn't matter uh-huh. how fast it gets rid of it. And by burning, I'm just thinking, cause you know, you burn calories that that's where that uh, word came from. It might've been a bad word choice. I apologize. No, you're good. I was just kind of like, I'm like, where is she going with this? Okay. So, like, it doesn't matter how fast you burn it. Like, if it burns, like, one to two pounds or it burns, like, six pounds. Um, I say within reason, like, if you're, like, calorie restriction to the, like, nutty so that you drop 15 pounds in, like, a week and a half, um, then that's a little cause for concern. But, you know, if some, if you end up losing, you know, five or six pounds that first week or so, then your body's switching fuel resources, by the way, and uh, that's—I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's going to trip you up on your mindset. You know, if you're losing 15 pounds in one week, then we should probably have a talk. <laughs> I lost 15 pounds in one week, but I also was hospitalized for three days afterwards because I was so sick with like H1N1. So yeah, if you're losing 15 pounds in a week, <laughs> that's not body weight, or that's not water weight. So, um, but yeah, like six pounds, right on. Awesome. That's awesome. Then I'm not concerned about it. No. I'm good. Hold up. Let, let's, let's have a quick recap of like the past couple weeks of like when we started this to now, just because I want to take a second and take a little bit of celebration. First, you worked on mindset. You worked on positive thinking, changing your image of yourself, changing your story. You worked on, um, taking an idea of what you should put, like being more aware of what you put in your body and the energy output you have in your body. So that energy balance, that in and out, right? You've experimented with different things to see how your gut health responds to everything. You started playing with hit routines and we still have to find out the exercise you hate. You went through an injury that took you down mentally that because you weren't able to exercise, it was a little bit hard for you, but you really worked through that struggle and came out positive on the other side and not depressed and gave up. You now are like, hmm, I'm a little bit more invested in my diet. Let me try this thing called keto. And we talked about the whole, like, and you even did the research, meal prep research to go into keto. So in the span of not that long, do you see where you started you're like, I'm going to do a weight loss journey podcast, and I'm going to share how I feel about it. And you've covered all of this ground. I even got you to do measurements. I mean, when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's, I'm, I'm not, let me, I'm not bummed that I lost six pounds, but. No, I, I'm just, I'm just being a nerd and being super excited for you and being a big cheerleader. Aw, thank you. Awesome. But seriously, like, that's all exciting. All the things you've worked through. Yeah. And what's cool, too, is um, I have kept that mindset. I'm still saying those words in the mirror. I'm thinking them now. 
definitely a lot more confident. Uh, this Sunday, I'm actually taking my measurements. So because what? we're at a month. So it'll be cool to see maybe what that shows. Um, so yeah, doing doing pretty good. And last week we talked about uh, kind of incorporating some cardio into my week because I was starting to feel better. My neck was starting to feel better. And so I thought, let's start moving again. Today was actually the first day that I woke up without any neck pain at all. Awesome. Yeah. I felt, and it was one of those things too where I was brushing my teeth and usually a move that causes a little, a little pull of discomfort. And I did that just out of muscle memory and nothing happened. And then I realized I woke up without any pain. This is great. So, I may be able to do more than I realize, but on Monday I did a kind of a little workout. I did some some dancing, and because uh, I saw some dance routines, and so I was trying to learn them. And I did get a little lightheaded and dizzy um, enough to where I had to kind of stop moving and hold on to something to steady myself. And so I kind of researched it and. I just, you know, Googled working out while on the keto diet and it changed my goal for the week because you need, you kind of need carbs when Uh you're working out. And because I'm so carb restricted, I, and because the diet is going well, I don't really want to mess it up by adding a whole bunch of carbs just yet. So I will incorporate like running and everything maybe next week. But for now, I think it's important to dial the diet back in. I found out because I felt out of ketosis on Sunday, Monday, and I researched it and looked at why, and I was consuming too much protein and not enough fat. And so the protein was kind of hindering the fat intake a little bit. So I had to dial that back, change things up. And over the past two, three days, I've been getting back into ketosis. So I'm also consuming more fat than what I did last week. Um, so Lorraine, if if you could kind of talk about why carbs are important when working out and what they do and Also, I'm interested because I couldn't really find anything about if your body uses fat as fuel during a workout if you don't have carbs. Uh, (laughs) okay. I was like, that's, okay, that's all the questions. Okay. Um, so carbohydrates are, you know, are, you can, you've heard them as like, you know, starches and monosaccharides and all these different, they're basically kind of sugars, right? And they're more complex. The, uh, think Lego blocks. Okay. So you have like sugar is a very easy, accessible Lego block that your body uses and can use for fuel. Um, and the more you stack the Lego blocks together, the more complicated the Lego, you know, chain or block becomes. And the more your body has to kind of, um, tear or break it down you know what I mean versus like think like two lego blocks it's easy to break apart 
or like eight Lego blocks is a lot harder to rip apart. So, um, like the complex carbohydrates is kind of what I'm referring to. Um, you have, um, so that's the longer lasting energy cause it, it's a, it's a more, it's a longer chain, um, and of, of, of sugars or saccharides and you can, um, you, it takes a longer time to break it apart. Now, when you're exercising and depending on what you're doing, by the way, we can go strength and conditioning or we can look at, uh, like sprints or anaerobic or aerobic exercise um, is depending on how readily available your energy source is. So uh, <laughs> when you have carbohydrates, excuse me, it's really easy for your body to be able to pull from that, those chains, break them apart and create energy right then and there. Um, fat is, yes, it's higher in energy content by like double. If you think, remember, we talked about this last week. Uh, your kcals for protein and carbohydrates are four, and your kcals for fat are nine. But they're really complicated to take apart too. Um, think complicated Legos, right? So it's this readily sugar source available that uh, supplies the energy for your body to exercise to quickly metabolize it, so you have energy to exercise. That kind of makes sense versus fat. Um, okay, what was the other part of that? Uh, so I think when you're metabolizing through fat, that was your other part, um, versus carbohydrates, there's like a different metabolic, um, process that goes through that. And I cannot remember how that goes. That was a pretty intense question, my friend. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm not, I was going to say, so nutritionally. I mean, if um, you don't, if you don't know, it's totally okay. I don't, I don't expect you to know. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, I probably, I was going to say, I'm trying to think back on, on, like, the metabolism of fats versus carbohydrates, because it was so long ago. Um, I can, let me think. And I, what's funny is I'm actually taking a refresher course in um, nutrition. I was taking a course online. I got, I got a um, interested in it, and I got. I was like, you know what? Let me refresh this stuff. So that's a really good question that my brain cannot remember because either it wasn't in there in the beginning, or I brain dumped it for how to figure out movement. So that is a good question that I might not know the answer to right now, but that doesn't mean I can't come back to it and I can not clarify that for you um because we all know we all know a lot of things but we don't know everything so uh i will be able to explain that to you let me go ahead and and take a week to figure that one out next podcast i will explain to you the difference between metabolism of um using a uh, fat source to to create energy versus a carbohydrate source um and some of my friends that are nutritionists are probably like come on boy but again, a body worker can't remember all of it. But essentially, when you have uh, when you have that kind of when you have sugars or glucose or any kind of saccharide, it's just readily accessible, much more than fat. Um, we can go into the anabolic versus um, uh, aerobic versus anaerobic, um, and why you would want different things there, but. 
But yeah, let me go ahead and like get back to you on that. Ooh, that's kind of fun. I'll let you know next week. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. I actually did read that too. I read that keto, when you are doing the keto diet, the best exercise that you can do is aerobic, uh-huh. long, long-term aerobic, which is the traditional stuff of, you know, you're on a treadmill for an hour or uh-huh. elliptical. And that's beneficial for keto because that is slow and steady, long-term burning fat. Whereas other anaerobic, like a HIIT routine or dancing or anything, that might not be. So that actually, um, I do recall reading about that, but even then that was, you know, it's the internet and it was super basic. So we can definitely talk about that next week because then that's going to give me time to get more settled into this diet. Oh, oh my gosh. We'll talk about like anaerobic versus aerobic. And we'll talk about like using your energy sources from fat. Oh, that, that will be a good refresher for me. So it'll be good. So <laughs> by the way, you go through the whole thing when you go, when you go to aerobic, there's a whole process that goes happens the whole cycle that happens that like we're creating energy sources. So I can't wait to, to share and educate people about that. It'll be a little learning lesson. It'll be kind of fun. So cool. So exciting. I like it. The human body is just, it's just an amazing machine. (laughs) It's nuts. Like it's crazy. You got electrical plumbing, you have uh, framing, and then you have, like, you know, pulley systems in motion. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. crazy. Um, all right, cool. So, you know, that was kind of with working out. Um, I mentioned how I wasn't, in, I wasn't eating as much fat as maybe what I needed to. So I've increased my fat. I got really happy yesterday because I actually found some ice cream that fits into the keto diet. Uh, that is very nice because every once in a while I do get a craving. And I will say, cause I did want to talk about this is while physically I don't crave carbs like chips and bread and all that stuff. Mentally, that is a whole different story. <laughs> yes and you're probably not the only one it might be habit too oh I think it's incredibly habit 100% it's just like at work they so at work they've been providing some snacks for us because Mm -hmm. with the social distancing and everything everybody's skeleton crew and we're out there working outside in the desert and everything. And so there's bananas and oranges, but then there's also chips and, uh, physically I don't crave it or want it, but mentally I do. I have a coworker who brought in cookies today. Physically, I did not crave it at all. Like my stomach wasn't growling. I was satiated. I was good. But in my head, I was like, you can have just one bite. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> didn't have a bite. But it's interesting how there's this push and pull thing. And that's something else that popped in my mind as well while I'm doing this keto diet is my sugar intake is like nothing right now. I have almost no sugar in my diet unless it is like some type of packaged food, but they have to disclose that. So you, the carb content goes up. So if it's above a certain amount, I don't even have it in the house. So I'm not even having any sugar and sugar is very addictive. And so I'm telling myself, you're just detoxifying yourself. Like you're detoxing, getting all that sugar addiction out of your body. Um, it's, it's, yeah. So I will say that's been a little difficult, especially when it comes to beer, because I do enjoy beer and I haven't had any in actually two weeks now. Um, I do miss beer very much, but I do also like seeing that I lost six pounds. So <laughs> it's um, pretty low well, on the uh, the wanting list when I remind myself, like, but you are, like, you're getting results right now. Are you really going to mess up those results? Oh, my gosh. There's a stupid saying that, like, popped in my head with this. And, I mean, it's so it's controversial and whatever or not, this whole thing. That whole phrase you've heard of this, like, Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. <laughs> and it's like popped in my head. And I mean, everybody's really polar on that particular uh, particular comment, but I just made me giggle a little bit because I'm stupid. That's why. <laughs> nothing. But you know what I mean? What is the saying? Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Yeah, I hate that saying. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. And I'll. Oh, I- Stupid brain thought of it. Do you know how many people I know that eat and eat and eat and eat and they don't gain shit? Like, yeah, no joke. When I was hanging out with friends over the weekend, mm-hmm. I had to. I ate before I came over, made a nice keto meal. I brought over a sparkling, a flavored sparkling water so that, you know, if I wanted beer or something, I had a nice bubbly, refreshing beverage at the ready that I could trick my brain into. Didn't eat anything because I had already eaten everything that I could for the day. Everyone around me made popcorn. They ate fries from the night before, and they ate chips while drinking beer. And all these people that I love and adore, and I I love having them in my life, they are not overweight. They One is like toned as shit and just a wall. And these people are just eating, and I'm sitting here like, I want this stuff so bad, but... (laughs) So when I see those people, I'm like, you guys suck. (laughs) You get to eat, yeah. eat, 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 and it doesn't show physically at all. I know my husband. My husband can eat a ridiculous amount of food if he wants to, and he's still tall and much slender than me. <laughs> Dude. So yeah. So when it comes to that saying of nothing, what is it? Nothing. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. 
I feel like that's for a very specific demographic of people. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't identify with that one. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's okay. It is okay. We are all different. We are all yeah, it's okay. beautiful. <gasps> We're all good. Can you eat dark chocolate? Oh, I love Not dark like, chocolate. Okay. I was going to say, do you enjoy dark chocolate? Like dark chocolate. Like not mocha, like color of coffee. <laughs> like 86%. Yes. Yes. Heck yes. Okay. Well, when you have those like indulgent moments because you're like, oh, I have found my ice cream or whatever. Um, like a thing of dark chocolate isn't bad for you. Also, it's kind of good because it has magnesium in it. It's really good, like for some emotional stuff and all sorts of really interesting thing. Like there's so many dark chocolates pretty freaking rad. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You can explore it. Put it with your taquito ice cream. Oh, speaking of habits, do you usually have something sweet like at night? Cause a lot of people like to have a dessert or something sweet at night. And is that truly something you like need or is that a habit or a response or something like, are you, have you started to identify those habits as well? Like, oh, I like to have like ice cream after night or I come home after working out and I like to have snack on chips or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like stupid things that we all do as habits versus need for, you know, metabolism uh, as calories, you know, as like what you need, like lunch, breakfast, dinner. Mm-hmm. Have you started to identify the two between the two yet? Yeah, I've I I identified that a long time ago. So I and also to answer your dark chocolate question, I always have dark chocolate. I have a little square of dark chocolate every day. Um, yeah. yeah. And the ice cream that I found is dark chocolate. So that makes me yeah. happy. I like to have my sweets, so ice cream or beer, my those extra, you know, stuff, food, extra calories, we'll say. I do like them in the evening time, uh-huh. usually after everything is said and done for the day and I'm chilling on the couch and just kind of watching TV. And I... I'm pretty good about not eating, you know, within three hours of bedtime. Uh, yeah. So I do it before, but I do tend to want those things around that time because for me, that is my reward for the day. Like I woke up, I went to work, I did my best, I came home, I took care of my cat, I did all the adulting things, I, you know, reached out to these. It's just, after the day is done, that is my way of rewarding myself. Uh-huh. And that's why I like it at that time. If I get it earlier in the day, I'll do it, but I don't feel like I earned it. Sometimes I'll find rationalization ways. If I'm at work and there are treats there, I'll say, yeah, but you cleaned this entire pen like really quick. So you definitely earned it. You know, I, I like to earn things. <laughs> Um, when I get a craving for something, okay, so a little weird ass in like insight. I love pistachio ice cream. I know. Not very many people do, but I love pistachio gelato. That's that's like my legit favorite. Um, or one of also vanilla ice cream with honey on top. Delish. Mm. But 
Right. So, but I'll rationalize it. I'll say, okay, you know, if I still have this craving in a week, let's check back in and see if we like it. Because then I have to go to the store. I have to find the particular ice cream that, like, oh, pistachio gelato that I like. And then I check in. And I go one week later, I'm like, do I still have this craving for this thing? Yes. Okay, let's try one more week. And then, like, I play this game where I'm like, eh, you know, do I really want it? I have to go to the store. It's got to be a thing. I got to find room in the freezer for it, blah, blah, blah. So you make it to be, like, a bigger deal than it is. And then you check in one more week. And, dude, if I've been craving this cycle for, like, three weeks legit, I'll go to the store and buy it. And have like one scoop of it, and then basically hand it off to my husband. He'll eat the rest of it and enjoy it, <laughs> and then I'm done. But it takes me three weeks to buy pistachio ice cream. Props to you, because you know what I, mean? but, like, I do that. We- <laughs> right? I do do that. You- I'll rationalize. Out, like, is this like a legit thing? Like, am I still real craving this? Or is it just like an impromptu, like, oh, that sounds awesome. Let me go get that. Mm-hmm. You know, because we can easily do that. We can easily go to the store and say, hey, let me get that. I mean, we can do, we can drive through everything. We can drive up everything. We get Amazon Prime ice cream now. You can have it in an hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's this whole thing about, like, habits and recognizing that kind of pattern. I do a similar thing as you do. Uh, If I'm wanting something or craving something, I will say, I want this and I'm going to stop and get it. But then I'll stop myself and say, but that means that you're going to have to go out of your way on your way home from work to get it, (laughs) which will make you get home later than you want to get home, which will push everything back and then it's going to like affect this and this. And do you really want it? Do you really want to spend your money on it? Do you want to deal with people? So I talk myself out of it uh, most of the time. And then if I'm still really craving something the next day or a period of time after that, then I will go ahead and get it. But I give, I give you props. I couldn't do three weeks. No, dude, I'm just lazy. (laughs) I either forget about it or I'm lazy and I'm like, nah, I don't want to put pants on to go do this. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say one thing that is nice or something that helps me have control is the fact that when I go to work, it's 5 a.m. Very little things are open. And the last thing I want to do at five o'clock in the morning is like go into the store or stop somewhere or something. So, and plus I got to get to work. So that's helpful. But uh, I try to talk myself out of it with laziness too. Because sometimes I go to work in my PJs, and I'll be like, you are not going in the store in your PJs. You are crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that is not your jam. Yeah. And I think you were also talking about, um, what were you saying, 21 days to form? Oh, 21 days to form a habit, 66 to solidify it. So think, like, you start, you t- consciously start to turn off the light and when you will leave a room, but after 66 days, you just walk out the door and flick the light off. You didn't even think about it. So you're building the habit within 21 days. It takes to form or build a habit or break a habit and reestablish a new one, which itself is really hard to do. Like you have to rewrite that pattern. Um, but it takes like, it takes a lot longer to create it as an automatic thing. 
So with habits. Um, So there's much more to building a habit um, than just 21 days. Same with everything though. Like, you know, with mindset, with cleaning your house, with working out, with whatever. You got to know that you're going to be in it for a little bit longer if you really want it. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I read a whole book on habits and, and mindset with that too. It's very, it's fascinating. Your brain's nuts. What, what book is it? I'd be interested in reading that. Um, I like to read uh, Power of Habit. It's a really interesting book. So it even talks about this whole, one of the concepts of like building a habit or changing a habit or rewriting things is they, one of the examples that sticks out to me in this book really fast, and I'm just going to say it really quick, is this chick wanted to go like, I think she wanted to like hike Machu Picchu or something or something. So she wanted to do this in a year. So all these other things had to change for her to actually make this thing happen. So she had to, A, quit smoking because she had to, if she wanted to hike Machu Picchu, she obviously has to do some hiking, right, and training and altitude training. So you can't smoke and do altitude training and hiking. That's kind of like doesn't make sense. She also has to, you know, start saving money. So she has to watch all her spending and she has to do that. So all these different components in our life changed because she wanted to go do this thing in a year. I think the same thing is going to happen in your in your journey as well. You want to accomplish a big goal. It's not just going to be, I'm going to lose XYZ amount of weight. And it's going to be every different, it's going to affect every different part or facet of your life. And you change your perspective on something. Because you're like, well, I can't go to, I don't want to go to the store to get this treat. Because if I go get this treat, then it's not going to help me reach my goal weight for the week. Or it's going to throw me out of ketosis or whatever. Which in turn is going to make it worse for the month. Or it's going to make me work a little bit harder. And my workouts, which, you know, and this and that. And you see how it compounds and it goes into your goal. Your big, big goal. So, uh there's this whole thing about reestablishing habits and pathways and neurological stuff. But in short, you have a big goal. It's going to change every more than one habit and it's going to take more than 21 days to do so. I guess that's where I was going with that. There's Mm -hmm. a lot. Sorry, all the word vomit, but, um, yes, that's the book. Cool. I mean, you have nothing to apologize for. I asked you about it. Yeah, but you know where my brain goes? It goes nutty. So um, it's called The Power of Habit. Okay. I will have to find it. I think we're also the the only animal that creates willpower, that has willpower. I think. Wait, say that part again? I think we're the only animal that has willpower. Something to do with that. You mean... I read that not too long ago. The power to, to stop and start and everything? Yeah, like, do not, like, act on instinct, but have a cognitive process about it. Mm. Other animals, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I totally, like, missed that on Discovery Channel and only got the second half of it, or first half. I mean, nothing's coming to mind, but I will say that we are constantly learning a lot about animals and choice and control and uh the industry like zoos and uh conservation organizations and everything are really looking into is that the case um you know like we know that elephants are able to recognize themselves and recognize herd mates you know um 
well, maybe we just haven't discovered it yet. Exactly. Whether they have the capability of having willpower or not of discernment, like so. Yeah. And maybe when, just science hasn't caught, not, caught it, up. Yeah. Um, there's, and there's a lot of like research and stuff that's going into, um, animals being cognizant of themselves outside of humans. Interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. So that's Selena's podcast. (laughs) We talk about animals and losing weight. (laughs) Someone will like it. Next episode, next week's episode will have, (laughs) so. Animal animal fact hour. Okay, so Lorraine, let's talk about goals going forward for the week. Sound good? Awesome. Great. Let's do it. Going forward, my goals for the next week are as follows. I'm going to weigh myself on Sunday and I'm also going to take my measurements because it has been a month since I last took my my measurements. So that'll be interesting. I am going to continue with the keto diet and get that even more dialed in. Try to see about uh, varying up my diet with uh, more items now that I have a nice base going. And I am going to try just a light run uh, sometime in the next week. I'm thinking I will try over my weekend. And I will report back and fingers crossed that it's a it's a good productive workout. Lorray, do you have anything that you would like to promote or uh, kind of talk about before we wrap up? <laughs> Well, you guys all know I have homework apparently this week too. So I will clarify um, metabolism and using the fat as an energy source um, and all the metabolic processes of that as well. But I will make it super user friendly so it's not going to be too nutty. Um, also, check out my Instagram at, at foundation underscore movement underscore fitness. And uh, DM me. See if you, if you have any questions, please reach out. Yay! Also, for our listeners, we have social media pages. So if you want to head over to Modern Sisyphus page on Facebook and hit like, that would be great. We are also on Instagram at modern underscore Sisyphus underscore podcast. And if you'd like to email the show, you can reach out at sisyphuspodcast at gmail.com. As always... Thank you very much for joining us this week. And you have your boulder. I've got mine. And we're going to keep on rolling it. Just keep pushing it every little bit at a time. You've got this. We can do it. All right. Together. Okay. Bye. Bye.